1: Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 192 of Youpreneur FM, the place to be if you are focused on building a business you can truly be proud of, based around your personal brand, your personality, your experience, and those that you want to serve. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and I very much appreciate you inserting me into your earlobes, literally. Unless, obviously, you're driving in the car or something like that. But bottom line is, I do appreciate your attention. Today, I'm sitting down with the lovely Mikkel Hill from the one and only NutritionStripped.com. Dietitian, nutritionist, and incredibly successful personal brand entrepreneur. Mikkel is going to slam down more value bombs than you can shake a stick at in regards to how she's built her business around her brand. Before we get into that, however, don't forget, as a listener of Upener FM, you get instant free access to our companion course, the Youpreneur Launchpad, which has got videos and eBooks and other types of downloads that you can get your hands on for free right now just by going to chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. I know it's going to help you do this thing right. And by the way, if you've already got a personal brand, if you feel like you've already launched one and it's out there, breathe a little bit of life back into it or take things up to the next level with this course as well. All right. So it's chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad, and then drop me an email and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. So, Mikel and I just met very recently, actually, at Jeff Goins' um, tribe conference where I did the closing keynote. And I was quite surprised when I met her. She kind of geeked out a little bit because she's been listening to the show for ages. She's read my book and my blog for a couple of years. And she was like, oh, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I felt very, very proud about that fact. I mean, it's nice when you see somebody who's also sharing the stage with you at an event, kind of geeking out over your stuff. It was very cool of her to be so upfront about that. But then I got to talking with her and realized what she's got up to just in the last few months alone with the uh the release of a new best selling book and a load of other stuff that she's doing and then i sat down and recorded this interview and she blew me away, guys. She really did. So bottom line is, in this chat, we talk about what she's done to build up herself as a personal brand entrepreneur, the things that she's done to monetize that personal brand as well, and how she continues to now focus on the growth of her online business and everything else that she's doing. But we also talk about burnout and how to avoid it as entrepreneurs, and lots of other cool stuff as well. Obviously, I mean, she's a health and fitness nut. So she's going to help us try and either get or remain healthy or fit right? So um, I know you're going to enjoy this chat. It was really fun to sit down with Mikel, and I'm, I'm really seriously saying this is a lady to watch in the personal branding space. She's got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy meeting her if you don't know her already. Here we go. So Mikel, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris.
1: It's my pleasure, and uh, I can't wait to kind of jump in and, and really deep dive on this whole nutrition malarkey that, <laughs> that that is your focus but um we i just as a bit of a back kind of story here um for you guys tuning in michelle and i met at jeff goins tribe conference where we were both speaking and um just hit it off like a house on fire straight away and we didn't really actually get the chance to spend that much time together but you made such an impression on me that I thought to myself oh my god I've got to get this girl on the show to share her knowledge and her experience because it's just too much there and honestly I just wanted to speak with you more so this is a little bit selfish for me as well is that okay (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's totally okay and I'm I'm, you know kind of blushing fangirling over here like I told you when I first met you you know huge fan of your podcast and um yeah, I'm just excited to chat.
1: It's going to be good. So nutritionstripped.com uh, is your site, your business, what you're all about. Um, lots of stuff over there, everything from obviously the blog, uh, avocado t-shirts, um, and a lot of other stuff as well that you do over there. And we'll maybe just link up to that in the show notes and use the uh, the time that we have for each other to sort of just deep dive as much as we can on this stuff. But how did all this start for you. How did you get involved with the focus of obviously I mean you know you're a dietitian nutritionist so I mean you've got that as a background but how what was the catalyst? How did you get into this?
0: Mm. So, I will say when I graduated high school, I'm going to throw back just a little bit here. I was the art nerd and I graduated with a 1.8 GPA. Didn't think I would go to college, thought I was going to go to art school until I had a really big shift in my health. So, I had a lot of chronic migraines, I wasn't feeling well digestive issues, PMS, you know, all of these things that a 16 to 18 year old shouldn't be experiencing. And then on top of that, a lot of stress thinking about, well, oh no, I can't be an artist for my life. I have to do something. So there was a lot of health issues that started in high school and I, ne- I didn't necessarily know how to tackle them. You know, I was grew up Midwest, Ohio. We ate, you know, health food, but also junk food. So I really didn't have that connection with the the power that food had on our on ourselves and how we act as as humans throughout life. So, when I went to when I decided to take the jump to go to college, I started out as a psychology major because that was always really fascinating with me, learning how people work, um, coaching the whole therapy aspect of that. So that was obviously really present in what I do now as a one on one coach as a dietitian, um, but when I got in the thick of that, it wasn't my jam. It was too heavy for me to, to think about having that as a profession. And, um, you know, I started cooking in college just as fun, you know, and you have to, right. You have to get into the, to the mode of taking care of yourself. And, And I really enjoyed that. It was therapeutic. So I really got into the culinary aspect of food as well. Again, still finding these underlying health issues that I had no idea how to tackle. Um, met a really good friend in college who is into fitness modeling and working out. And I started to do that with her as well. And then that was the catalyst sports nutrition was my kind of gateway into the whole world of nutrition. I was just Mm -hmm. absolutely fascinated by how, you know, fuel and our workouts go hand in hand. Um, so that was really the catalyst, but I would say it wasn't until sophomore year in college, I took a philosophy class and then the whole ethical piece came into play with mm. food. Um, you know, so that's really where my philosophy is, is quite different, I would say than a um, traditional dietitian's like perspective on, on food just because I've had so many life experiences and that was really um, just kind of a, an explorative pathway for me to really look into animal ethics, vegetarianism, all of that jazz, and uh, you know, build my own whole food philosophy from that.
1: I love the, I love the philosophical angle here a little bit as well. One one of the people that have made that's made the most impression on me um, as a I guess as a as a man as a father um, and just as someone who is very focused on his kind of art and what i'm about from an entrepreneurial kind of coaching perspective was bruce lee um mm-hmm. which is the weirdest thing because he died the same year i was born um and obviously i you know I, I i first discovered him through movies you know through his kung fu movies which i think a lot of a lot of people that are you know into bruce or what his he's all about and that kind of thing they, they obviously nine times out of ten they're going to discover him via his movies and i was say oh that's cool like i want to Kick butt like that kind of thing, and obviously I studied martial art and everything when I was in my teens, in my early twenties. Eventually, grew out of it. But there is one. There's, there's been a lot of books that have been released over the years off of his personal journals and his notes and things like that. And there's one particular book that my wife bought for me uh, a few Christmases ago called "The Art of Expressing the Human Body." And it's all about his workouts, his diet, um, the fact that he was one of the first people to really get involved with protein shakes back in the day. And we're talking, like, he died in 73. Mm. So it shows you how far back this stuff has gone. And the way, that, obviously, the, the the people that um, publish it, and I can't remember exactly uh, uh, the name of the publisher now, but the way that they laid out everything in regards to how he was crafting his body, particularly on the nutritional side of things, with The angle of the philosophical, because Bruce was a very big philosopher. He was a philosophy major from the University of Washington. And, you know, I loved the fact that they kept that so clear in the message of quote-unquote the art of expression the human body it was his philosophies the way that he broke down his schedules his days his morning routines and everything about that and the fact that you bring it up here is quite kind of serendipitous because mm. that was always one of the things that attracted most uh, or attracted me most to bruce and what he was all about so i just wanted to add that in yeah. for you as well as for the listeners as well because a lot of people that listen to the show they know i'm a bit of a bruce fan yeah
0: <laughs> no that's an amazing story and and Really, when I got into the thick of my studies again, we, you know the dietetic curriculum is fantastic. It's it's a great framework for learning the clinical basis and the things that you need to know to really help people from a medical nutrition therapy standpoint, and then also counseling. But to kind of fuse everything together, and also I was a really big fan of guinea pigging things on myself. So how I figured out this whole whole food lifestyle, if you will, and also why I'm gluten and dairy free was I put myself on an elimination diet. You know, again, mm. guinea pigging everything because I was like, well, if I'm going to have clients one day, I want to know exactly where they're coming from. I want to know what being vegan means, what being paleo or raw vegan. So I, t- I literally tried them all for at least six months at a time and I tried the elimination diet and with for me, within two days of going dairy-free, my migraines decreased. Like I didn't have a headache at all because typically, I just go through life having some type of headache. And then it would be a full-blown, full-blown uh, migraine. But then my skin mm. cleared up, my digestive system healed. I just felt better. And then, again, I, I kept on with that and started doing uh, gluten-free maybe two weeks after. And my symptoms kind of completely disappeared, if you will. And then that following month, you know, I kind of like to use a timestamp of a month because in the migraine world, if, if somebody has chronic migraines, they'll know what I'm talking about. They kind of hit them in cycles. And once once you've kind of hit your your uh, your time and you don't have one, it's a really big relief. And so that was a huge awakening, if you will, like an enlightenment where I was like, wow, if I can feel this much better. And I thought I felt good, right? Like I, I carried through life feeling quote normal. And I thought that that was good enough. right, right. But then I, you know, optimized my health and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I can feel this amazing. And I thought that was good. I have to get the word out. I have to help people. One-on-one was really what I was after at first. But now that I've had nutrition strip for going on four years now, it's really become this Amazing global community, so I am able to reach millions now, which is is you know unfathomable. I never dreamt that. Um, so really, that that's what keeps me going every day is just remembering that aha moment that I had, and also even as an entrepreneur, and you've talked about this before too, but just finding that balance. You know, the whole stress burnout, all of that as an entrepreneur, but even just as, you know, somebody who just works or stays at home, you know, everybody experiences stress in their own levels. And I think that is just another pillar of our health that we really have to pay attention to as well. And so it's been a really great experience personally, but also to be able to give that back to the community.
1: I think, uh, and uh, you know, and by, and by the way, for you guys tuning in, um, you know, we're all about building a business around our personal brand and what we stand for, the people we want to serve. You, And I'm not just saying this because you're on the the show here, Mikkel. Honestly, but you must go and visit nutritionscript.com because the design, the flawless navigation—honestly, one of the best personal brand business websites I've come across for a long, long time. So I wanted to give you a little bit of kudos, kudos, (laughs) but I also wanted to make sure that people can learn from what you've done because it is—it's sweet. It's seriously nice looking. why do you think entrepreneurs particularly, and we've spoken about this a little bit with Sean Stevenson on the show with health and fitness and nutrition and everything, but I really want to deep dive on the nutrition side of things with you here. Why do you think we struggle so much, entrepreneurs on a whole, when it comes to this topic? Is it lack of time? Is it laziness? Like, what is it, do you think?
0: Mm. So, you know, even though I, this, is, this is what I do for a living, I am, I'm not a unicorn. I am completely human and still have, <laughs> still have uh, just as much practice that I have to exercise every single day. But I, I don't think it's laziness at all. I actually think it's because we are, you know, entrepreneurs have something in their blood, it's something in their DNA. And we have this incredible passion. And for me, that, that sometimes <laughs> overshadows everything else because I'm so driven, motivated, passionate about this one thing or this, this whatever you're building that all of your energy and focus is going, going there. And our self-care, no matter if it's nutrition or sleep or exercise or just finding balance, spending time with our loved ones, getting out in nature, you know, doing things that cause you know, strike real joy in us, I guess you could say. Uh, we push those off to the side because we're so dedicated. And that's that's what I find most is just our, our focus is so narrow on our business and not necessarily on our care. But if you really flip it around, if you're not at your best self, you're never going to be able to produce your best work ever. Mm. Ever. Mm. And I've learned that a lot. You know, again having a nutrition strip now, I've been full time with it for three years and I know that's a short time, but I've been cranking <laughs> and, I've also been through that, that period of burnout and stress and realized, oh my gosh, you know what? If I don't take care of myself and have a meal plan or at least, you know, start my morning in a solid morning routine where I'm making better choices throughout the whole day because of that, I have to do that consistently. So I think that's really where entrepreneurs, I wouldn't say fail, but they just struggle. It's just a challenge.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the big things is that we're so intent on chasing it down, right, business, life, success, that a lot of the times we forget about the things that are, should we say, more important. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the one thing that I have, you know, really focused in on since my burnout in in late 2009, and we talked about that on the show before, but... The one thing I really, really focus in on is downtime. Like, I, I find it incredibly, incredibly important, not just because we should be taking time off regularly, but honestly, because I bloody need it. Yeah. Like, I need the downtime. If I don't give it to myself, I get tired, my body starts aching. I had back surgery in, 20, in 2012, and a lot of people know that. And, you know, like, I, if I don't rest regularly, it hurts me. So the one thing that I, I make sure that I do as much as I possibly can, um, and obviously sometimes throughout the year it's easier than others, I make sure that I schedule the downtime, schedule it when I'm traveling, schedule it when I'm not traveling. Um, I haven't worked a Friday for over three years. I, I do my hashtag no work Friday. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have taken that on board and they, they swear by it now. But I think the downtime is important. But I've also spent more time, and a lot of this has got to do with um, uh, my wife Urs, who is a yoga instructor, and she's all about you know the the mass day focus of giving you know that, bringing that balance to your life and all that kind of stuff. But she's like seriously got me straightened out on the nutrition side of things as well, in regards to you know, cutting back on things like alcohol and, uh, you know, but I still enjoy my scotch every now and then, totally. <laughs> right? Um, but I, but, uh, you know, but, you know, don't get me wrong, I wasn't a raging alcoholic or anything, but, you know, it, it, just cutting back on all that stuff and then green smoothies or juices every single day. And I mean, literally every single day, even when we're traveling, the first thing she does when we get to a new city, straight on to Yelp, let's look for a juice bar <laughs> it's I mean it's gone it's gone beyond you know like a focus it's like an, it's yeah. a full-on uh, issue now like she has issues yeah. with it um but I <laughs> but I think that you know this is this is something that a lot of people in our business don't focus on is that downtime yeah. um what do you do what do you do for your downtime I'm curious
0: yeah. Well, I, I love that you bring up the downtime because I'm an, I'm an introvert as much as you put out in the world, you know, with, a, with my coaching, blogging, social media, all of the things reaching outward, I have to refuel inward. And that is whether it's downtime, me literally being by myself, um, maybe reading books, drinking tea. It's, it's so simple for me, and, I, and I'm a happy camper walking outside. I have a nine-month-old puppy, so she's just a ball of just life and joy. What breed? Um, what breed is she? she? She's a Samoyed, so oh, nice. she is like, I have an Instagram for her. That's how obsessed I am with my
1: dog. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you mention that, because when we got our little Bichon a few months ago, um, we called him Governor. Uh, which uh-huh. is a British slang term for the boss. It works perfectly, <laughs> trust me. So when we got Governor, I said to Urs, I said we should start, you know, Governor, Governor the bichon. and mm-hmm. she looked at me. and She said, "Absolutely not, because it's <laughs> it's no." But now you said it. I feel like I we should be doing this stuff. You, you know have to what do I mean? It. Well,
0: it's just funny to die. How many this followers guy. does she have? She has like two thousand. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to give you her handle, but uh, she's just you know she's beautiful. So she just helps me realign and you know understand again what's most important. And I also think it was because I had burnout two years ago that I really learned at the end of the day. Yes, I love my work and I'm incredibly passionate about it, and I want to help others, but. I, my health is more and most important and relationships with my loved ones is crucial. That brings me a lot of joy as well. Um, so spending time just doing that. And then also with, with, uh, with nutrition too, I wanted to, to say this cause this is a term that I use when it comes to downtime. So I take off at least one day during the weekday. So I, I don't work Sundays, um, Thursdays, I take a half day today. I'm taking a half day to spend it with my love and just relax. So that's really refueling to me spiritually as well. And again, that's a non-negotiable. So if we think as entrepreneurs, as nutrition or exercise, sleep downtime as non-negotiable, like we have to plan it in our schedule. So I love that you schedule it. I do as well. You know, if you're about meetings and you're, you're really on track with, you know, kind of planning things out, I think that would be a good actionable step for people to do is to to schedule that downtime. But also with nutrition, that should be a non-negotiable too. So whether it's having one green smoothie a day, and it doesn't have to be green smoothies if that's not your thing, but at least starting your day with something really nutrient dense and wherever you can fit in, I'm all about optimizing, right? So wherever we can just squeeze in anti-inflammatory compounds because we all know we have inflammation coming at us in every single way, especially with stress. Oh, yeah. We need those. Um, and all those vitamins and minerals and also supporting our digestive system. So staying away from the computer. So I'm sure your wife has talked to you about this too, Chris, but eating mindfully away from distractions really helps our digestive system get in that rest and digest mode. And that is going to help us Actually, take all of those beautiful nutrition and those nutrients from whole foods and use them, you know, rather than just kind of rushing and yes, I'm eating healthy, but I'm also working and stressed at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind yeah. of defeating the purpose.
1: Yeah, I mean, we 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 banned all devices at the dining table at any time during the day. Um, you know, it, it. You know, these are the little things that you know that I think have. Um, also help from a personal perspective as well like you have more conversation there's more interaction and all that sort of stuff we took the tv out of the bedroom um which was huge uh not only have i gotten more reading done but my sleep has gotten better uh should we say other bedroom activities have improved
0: yeah there's a study that shows people who have tvs in their bedroom have less sex What's that
1: about? You know what I mean? And, you know, like, you know, don't persecute me here, but I quite like doing that. So I think, Uh like, if there's anything we should do to, you know, to kind of boost that side of things. I remember sitting down speaking with Sean about that as well. And he was like, dude, you got to get rid of the TV, man. (laughs) You know, like with his voice. <laughs> I, I yeah. can't do his voice, but I wish I could because it's so sexy. He was like, do, man, you got to get rid of that TV. You know, and I'm like, okay, I'll get rid of it. And he was bang on right. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. these are the things, I think, from a lifestyle perspective as well that a lot of us, like we we think that laying down on our bed watching TV at 10.30 at night is downtime, it's relaxation, yeah. whereas really that blue light is crushing our sleep. Um, it totally you know, is.
0: It totally you know. is. And I think, too, like when we – as as an entrepreneur, and I don't know if this was the case for you as well, Chris, um, when you were kind of experiencing that burnout mode, or in hindsight when you realized everything that you were doing to lead to, to burnout, but we we tend to forget those subtle actions, as small as they are, of how how impactful they are on our well being. So mm-hmm. whether it is you know sleeping with no distract or eating with no distractions, sleeping with no TV, no electronics by us, taking a walk talking, having really good conversation with somebody, like those really small things add up, add up tremendously. And when you're on just a narrow path to just work and push everything aside, you're really missing out on those joys of life that make you a better person, but also a better and more successful entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, the big thing for me has been um, really being as mindful as I possibly can in what i've been doing across the board um i wanna i i wanna i wanna go back to what you said in regards to stress um and your burnout so you would, you said you've had nutrition stripped now for about three years or so but you developed burnout two years ago so that's a year or so after you launched the site and you were building a business tell me a little bit about um what you were doing at the time that that burnout hit you. I'm curious to see kind of where that developed and, and how, how it was making you feel.
0: Yeah. So the the first year I had Nutrition Stripped, it was just a creative outlet for the blog. And I was working several part-time jobs, probably 60, 70 hours a week. It was insane. But that was for the first year just to get it going. and it And it really hit off, you know, and, and nutrition stripped, I was able to go full time with it relatively quick because of that workload. Okay. So I think it was that combination, which was just right off the bat. Cause I had to learn everything from marketing, business, uh, Instagram, social media. I knew nothing, blogging, everything was, and it was really fun and, um, at the time really invigorating to do it all and I did it all, but it was leading into 2014, 2015, again, still having that momentum going. I had, at that time, a part-time assistant, so I was still doing everything and really trying to proactively grow. The business and my burnout moment was I had a two-week photo shoot in San Francisco to shoot the cookbook that I just launched last month.
1: Yes, congratulations on that, by the way. <laughs>
0: Thank you. So, as as you know, as creatively um, energizing as that experience was to style and to cook, and and I had a great team that helped me along. It wasn't that it wasn't until I got home into Nashville. I was also having some like personal relationship struggles and like just all of the things were really off and walked in my house and just, I I mean, I just remember kind of falling to the floor crying just with the sheer amount of overwhelm. Like I have a cookbook going out. I have all of these things happening. I'm delegating and trying to go my business and literally a one woman show is how I felt. So it was really just the weight of everything. And probably a lot of it was self-imposed pressure as well, because I have very high standards for myself. And so it was a combination of all of that, but, but working just so much. I mean, from the, from the time I opened my eyes in the morning until at night, you know, I, I neglected social obligations and, and opportunities, I should say, hanging out with friends, um, relationships, everything. It was just like all nutrition stripped all the time. So, you know, it's it's hard to say, though, too, because I never regret anything. And I don't regret that experience at all because I would not be able to understand and to catch myself, you know, hey, I'm kind of feeling like I need to take a break. This is my boundary. I'm feeling a little bit of burnout. I would never be able to sit here today and, and do that. You know, that's why I'm taking off a half day today, because I was just traveling for a month. And I'm like, you know what, I'm feeling a little creatively dry. I need to chill out and find some joy in other areas. You know, so so I am grateful for that experience. But it it hit me like a ton of bricks and didn't really know how to label what that was either, you know, because I thought, am I having like an anxiety attack? Is this, you know, am I just emotional? Like, what is going on? And it wasn't until, you know, I kind of was like reading it, talking to friends, um, even like a counselor, of course, to like get back on track. But it was, it hit me pretty hard.
1: I mean, it's like I'm, it's, it's literally like I'm looking back to 2009, like all the same things, literally. Mm-hmm. And I know what I did to start getting over that and moving past it. What did you do? What were the two or three things that you did initially to get over that stress and that burnout?
0: So I cried it out because… Yeah. What I, I Lots of tears. Tears are good.
1: Tears <laughs> are good. Yeah.
0: They're good. They're therapeutic. I reached out to you know my family who is incredibly supportive. I love them dearly. They're still in Cincinnati, so Skype calls, FaceTime nonstop. Best friends, um, talk to somebody, but also just took off work. I didn't work for like a week after that episode because I recognized, you know what, my health is so important to me right now. And if I'm not able to be at my best self, which I'm far from it, uh, what am I going to be doing? You know, I'm going to be sitting down at a computer, kind of working, but. Not be working with passion, not be working with integrity, or with my high standard. So why work? You know. So that was kind of my perspective, and I really just had to be tough with myself and and also just took time to you know hang out with friends and loved ones and surround myself with really good positive energy. Uh, get rid of bad energy in my life. At that time, that was circula- circulating. So did what I had to do in that regard, yep. um, and then nourished myself too because that that whole month as you know healthy as I am in terms of nutrition and eating I was even you know skipping meals and my body doesn't do well on that so I recognized that and got got pretty back in shape in that in that regard like within I would say a good two or three weeks you know because and it's again still a learning process but I'm able to catch myself now which is an amazing tool
1: so, okay, okay, so glad that you bring that up. <laughs> I'm so glad that you bring that up because I wanted to go there. Um, yeah. So when you say that you're able to catch yourself, what are, the, what are the couple of things that you catch yourself on? Kind of like over and over, like these are, they're not habits, but it's just ingrained inside of you that you will eventually start this or that. What are the couple of things that you do that you catch yourself at?
0: Like catch myself recognizing burnout?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, so I mean I'll give it to you right now. So I've been traveling for the past like month and a half with the cookbook release, which has been incredibly fulfilling to actually meet with people one on one and get you know, it's just it's incredible. You you get this too, I'm sure, Chris. Like oh, yeah, in, the digital a doubt. space. It's just so fulfilling. So that's been incredible, but traveling just back to back has been physically exhausting. So that's number one for me. If I feel physically exhausted or if I – because I'm naturally a morning person, I have a really solid morning routine and I'm up at 5 or 6 a.m. every day. If I feel like I need to sleep in or can still sleep in for like three hours, that's a sign that's for me issue. that my body yeah. is tired and it's, and that, that just physically I'm really exhausted. So I pay attention to that and I sleep in. I skip workouts because that's okay. I think that's, um, you know, one thing too that entrepreneurs or people who are just in health and, health and wellness or, you know, kind of fit junkies, <laughs> like I would maybe categorize myself as, it's, it's good to recognize that stress on your body because if you go and work out when you're already in a state of stress, you're actually just making it worse. Mm. So, you know, sleep, sleep is crucial. Um, also if I have migraines again, because of my history of chronic migraines, if they creep back up into my lifestyle, I definitely know something is off Mm. and have to recalibrate a little bit. Um, it's
1: interesting that some of the things that you, and sorry to cut you off, but it's interesting to see like some of the things that you had problems with before, even younger will come back to haunt you, so to speak. And I think that's an important lesson in not only obviously learning what, those triggers are and making sure that you avoid them but also understanding that you know you don't like you might change as a person through the way that you're living but deep down you still have the same issues that you've got to deal with it all comes down to managing them right
0: exactly exactly it's a it's a really good reminder of that and it's also a good reminder that it's not just You know, we don't live in in a a lab or a petri dish. We can't change one variable. It's all of these things. So, as as tight as your nutrition or fitness plan might be, if your stress is out of whack, your hormones are out of whack, your sleep is, it's it's going to cycle back through. So, you know, it's it's a good reminder that it's all connected, and we we have to pay attention to that in our in our wellness. Um, And then also from a, a professional point of view, if I'm sitting down. And I have a to-do list. I have my goals for the day, goals for the week. If I just sit there for a good 10 minutes and I don't take any action and I have no motivation to take action, I need to recalibrate and say, okay, what's going on here? Is it that I'm just, is this a goal that's pushing me back and I need to do it? Or I'm like fearful because I need to, you know, it's like one of those like big goals that, um, you know, like you need to do, but you're so scared to do it. It's rarely that case. Mm. It's more of a case of I just am so tired or mo- not motivated enough to carry this action out
1: yeah i mean so- I, I kind of feel like that's like that's another call altogether, like the motivational side of things mm-hmm. and making sure that you don't sort of you know become a victim of your own kind of undoing if that makes sense i mean <laughs> yeah. because i mean i don't know i don't know about you, but i i sometimes i I can honestly say that i don't think I've been close to a proper burnout since I have, you know, since I beat burnout in late 2009. But I definitely feel sometimes, and, and I think one of the reasons why I want to clarify and caveat here, the reason why I've not experienced burnout since I experienced it is because I know what, what caused it the first time around, and I've just done my best to avoid it in mm-hmm. every way, shape or form. So that's, you know, the downtime, the diet, the exercise and all that sort of stuff. And by the way, I'm horribly lazy. I hate exercising. And I've talked about this on the show before. <laughs> I despise it. There is nothing more boring or, or more irritating to me than having to exercise. But I do it because I know it's, nice, it's good for me. It's that exactly. simple. Um, exactly. but, I, but one thing I think I've really focused in on is the nutritional side of things because that's where I was really horrible before and I'm much better nowadays. Um, look, I, I, as we wrap up here, can we talk business for a minute? Yeah. Like real business. Perhaps. Like how do you make your money Let's talk about that. Right. Like, like, yeah. cause I'm, you know, I, again, a beautiful, a beautiful website, great personal brand business. Everybody tuning in is that youpreneur, right? That, that you and I both are. So mm-hmm. how, how do you make your money at nutrition strip? You don't have to give us numbers, but tell us kind of where your focus is from a business perspective.
0: Yeah. So, um, okay. So to start, nutritionstrip.com, it first started as a blog. Now it's it, it's like an entire portal for everything I do as a dietitian. So one of the revenue streams is, of course, one-on-one nutrition coaching. So I still do client one-on-one sessions. I haven't since June just because of the launch of the cookbook, but sure. I'm starting new enrollment in November that is um you know has its it has its peaks of course you would think january through march because of new year's eve and all the new year's resolutions that's my busiest time of year <laughs> i so still
1: I, I, I never get that i just i, I know, can't it's... I, i mean i i kind of do get it but i'm like I'm like why is january this, well, this is it i'm gonna do it this year and then you know it just i don't understand people like that i just don't get it but never mind carry I think on it's
0: like the collective you know it's like the collective like yeah we're all gonna do this maybe that gives people. A boost, but right, uh, right, you know right. it's a fresh start. Yeah, so I, I purposely plan out more of my time because it is one-on-one time. It's incredibly energy energy taxing to sure. do those sessions, but it's really fulfilling. So I love doing that still. And Good. then um, as a dietitian, doing satellite media tours, uh, freelance articles, like for for example, self magazines, women health, something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole realm under me as a dietitian. And then with nutrition strips. As it stands with the blog, there are partnerships. So I do a lot of partnership campaigns. Whether it's, uh, for example, traditional Medicinals tea, um, super elixir, which are so they're all whole food brands that I genuinely use. Okay, I trust, I approve, and would feel confident um, sharing that with the community. So, that, uh,
1: so is that kind of like is that a joint venture deal or is it more than just a click affiliate sort of type setup or is there um, a retainer involved?
0: No, so it's um, there. There are affiliates that I do with the blog, so you know, basic like Amazon affiliates, and then there are sure. actual like affiliates like Vitamix or KitchenAid or something that's a little bit bigger with just links, and those are kind of spread throughout the Nutrition Strip blog as well. Just again, you're sharing the resource. Why not just add in a little bit of absolutely? The and you link? know,
1: what? a lot of people don't know this, and you probably do. I know I do, but a lot of people might not know this that when you link to Amazon with a, with an affiliate link. You get commission on everything that that person that clicks for a period of 24 hours. Yeah. It's not just the product that you've linked to. So I've had people buy TVs and, yeah. and, and grinders, you know coffee grinders and things like this, and I'm like. I linked to my book. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll, but I'll hey, I'll take commission on yeah. a on a eight hundred dollar TV any day of the week. You know what I mean?
0: I've totally had that happen because I go through the analytics and I'm like, what is going on here? I don't yeah. link to that. Yeah. But um, so that's another area. But the partnership specifically, I do like campaigns. So whether we'll have three recipe posts um, throughout a season or the, throughout the year. Oh, I love that. It's kind of like a package flat rate that we discuss together from the brand and nutrition strips and come up with a plan and then, um, have that. So that's a huge piece of 20 of 2016. It was huge. And I've been growing in terms of revenue, like 40 to 50% every year that I've been live. So that's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, And good on my standards, by my standards. And then partnerships have been fantastic, and those are really great. And I did one with fresh skincare for the book tour. Um, So that was another cool, more of like an ambassadorship. So I was the face of their new product line and um, of the face mask that they launched. So that was a really nice new type of partnership. And then I sell, of course, the cookbook. That's another revenue stream. Now, is that traditionally
1: or self-published?
0: That is with uh, William Morrow of HarperCollins.
1: Okay. All right. So you got a traditional Book deal. Um, advance, and now you're getting your royalties and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yes, exactly. Right.
1: Okay, cool.
0: And then I sell uh, nutrition and wellness ebooks. So, really quick, one click downloads, um, nice information packets on you know workout nutrition, women's health, digestive issues, all of those types of things. And those are in the Nutrition Strip shop and then i also have a society which is called the nutrition ship society launched january of 2016 and that is a healthy meal plan membership site oh, so basically it. people if they have struggle or they just don't have the time you know to batch cook or to come up with cooking list or grocery shopping list i literally have it all mapped out so they they download it they follow it they follow the recipes that are exclusive exclusive fitness and cooking videos and the, the biggest part of the society is the amazing community. We have over a thousand members and um, some of them don't want to be on Facebook, but a good portion of them are. So we have this really nice Facebook group and it's just, it's amazing to see those relationships flourish, you yeah. know, digitally too.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, from, from our end as well within the Upreneur community, for me, that's the most, I guess, rewarding part of running that particular membership is because mm-hmm. you know yeah we you know we create great content on a monthly basis and everything and that will continue but for me it's the relationships that you see developing inside of the private community that make it kind of all kind of worth the hard work and it is a lot of work putting the membership together as you probably well know
0: It is. oh it is it's (laughs) way
1: is it way more than you thought it would be when you launched it oh my
0: gosh yeah Chris (laughs) I was like I was planning on continuing it on for 2017 and I actually have to just end it and put it as a one package which it will in 2017 because I'm launching new stuff in 2017 that's not a membership the membership was great but it was just it's an incredible amount of work I need almost like a full-time person just on that yeah um, so that was it was, it was great but uh, not gonna do that and then <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was great but not doing it anymore right <laughs> uh,
0: good learning lesson and then I have physical products like the avocado love t-shirt so again this is a fun Mary of um, my art and my creative energy so I painted all of those watercolors and I paint like in my free time so that was really cool to put that on a t-shirt and that that's by far the best seller of the nutrition strip shop um isn't it funny something
1: something as simple as something that you did once (laughs) and put it on a t-shirt and on a tote bag and a few other bits and pieces probably that is the best seller whereas you know you're doing all this other work that you've got to sort of spin your wheels for to a little yeah. bit, to a certain degree as well I mean I get it completely well I I love the fact that you're so diversified on your income I often talk about producing multiple streams of income some passive some not so passive such as coaching for example I still love coaching I still do a certain amount of it both obviously within the Youpreneur community but also one on one as well so I love the fact that you still keep hold of your roots as a nutritionist there and I think that sometimes we can get we can kind of get a little blinded I think by the fact that with online business we can we can make things easier for ourselves we can cut away that the you know those one on one focuses that we used to have when we got started in our industry or our niche or whatever it is um, but the fact that you 're still doing one on one is solid and I would strongly suggest to you that you never stop doing that yeah. because I think at the very core of what you do and who you are you are still that dietitian nutritionist right like that's that's got to be the core of what you're going to be all about forever surely
0: exactly exactly and it yeah. keeps you grounded as well because mm. you you at least for me it's it's a it's a beautiful experience having that relationship with somebody but also just it is a reminder like hey yes I am not only a dietitian now I, I'm running an entire business um, but at the core of it it's not I'm not a business you know, yes, I'm a business person, but it's not, it's, it's the, you know, the dietitian. Hey,
1: we've all got to make, we've course. all got to make money. We've yeah. all got to make. There's nothing wrong with making money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love you. I think you're awesome. I can't oh, wait okay. to spend yeah. more time with you. And I, I love the fact that we met, you were like, oh my God, I've been reading this stuff for years. And you were so cool. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I've got a fan. This is great as well. You know, like, oh, you're the fan. You're the yeah. one, right? <laughs> but I mean, I, I really wish we had more time. Um, when we were together in Nashville, but maybe we'll our paths will cross at some point again in the future. I hope. I hope yeah. so for sure.
0: I hope so too. This has been amazing, and I'll be sure to uh, link some stuff that's helpful and actionable steps for the listeners, um, so that they can bring a little bit more health and wellness into their everyday lives, and you know, make it as simple too. That's yeah. important.
1: Yeah. No, that would be awesome. So you guys. Um, tuning in show notes um for sure are over at chrisducker.com forward slash episode 192 very quickly very quickly chasing up on number 200 here uh episode 192 go ahead and check that out and um i think you're great i can't wait to have a chance to chat with you again at some point in the future
0: thank you so much chris thanks for having me on and i hope everybody lives well
1: Alrighty, you you know that we are after today yeah. <laughs> that's for sure um nutritionstripped.com everybody and the book available on amazon right now same title make sure you go and check it out i'll be back again next week with another guest until then take good care be kind to each other and as michael just said live well talk to mm-hmm. you soon bye for now